0: We want to give God praise and honor this morning. Our message today is going to be coming out of, we're going to start in Isaiah. Isaiah the 20, we'll really be dealing with the 6th chapter. Go to Isaiah, the 6th chapter, and we'll be dealing from 1 through verse 8. Our message today is on vision. This week could be on vision. Next week could be on, if I live, it will be on the, qua- uh, the value of vision. There's vision, and then there's the value of vision. So we need to know what vision is, where it comes from, and, and all of that. And also we need to know the value of it. So in order to understand the value of vision, we must understand what vision really is. Amen? Amen. Okay. So once we understand that it is an attitude of reality that causes us to seek a power that can make a difference in our lives. Do you believe that? In other words, we have to have an attitude adjustment on reality Amen. before we can understand and see that we need a little help here from a high power known as our living father because he's able to do things in our life that we ourselves are not able to do, correct? So I'm I'm, going to reveal some stuff to you today through the Holy Ghost where we can understand why vision is so important. So I really need for everybody to just really, whatever Whatever it is that you left from home, let's just drop everything. And let's just open ourselves up to hear what God's Word has to say this morning. Is that asking too much? That's not asking too much either. The reason why I'm saying that is because I want us all to grow and understand what God is doing in our lives. What God is doing in our life, no amount of money can do for us. Do y'all understand? That? There is nothing in this world that the world can give us that can do for us what God wants to do for us in a thing called vision. Somebody say vision. Vision. This is what vision is. Vision is a divine calling from God. That's the first thing vision is. Vision is... A God nurtured invitation. Did you get that? A God nurtured invitation. So that means that if vision is a divine calling from God, I say it's a divine calling, not just a calling, but a divine calling. And with that divine calling, church, comes what we call the nurturing of God. God is not going to give you a vision and not nurture it. you understand that? So this divine calling of God carries a lot of good stuff with it. And here's where we are going to go to the book of Isaiah, the sixth chapter. And we're going to deal with the call of a leader because when... Vision, and that's what we're talking about. A divine calling from God, vision. When vision is given to a person, it's a divine calling from God. And that divine calling from God puts you in a place of leadership automatically. God's word says we are the head and not the tail, does it not? The head leads, does it not? So we as Christians are supposed to be leaders, right? It's coming to the point now where that word Christian is becoming obsolete. It has no, no, no authority because of the way men carried it. Right. We need to go back to the old time way before it was there, they were called believers. What we need is more believers. Amen. We got too many Christians because Christians have yeah. got so watered out. You know, they, they have contaminated the kingdom of God. That's what Christians have done. So we got to go back to what they called us originally, believers. And then we can understand what it means to be a Christian. Because somewhere along the line, we've lost our way in it. Now let me tell you something about God. When God gives you a vision, a divine calling, this is what takes place. Three things, three factors make up a divine call from God, a vision. There are three things that make it up. Opportunity, ability, and desire. You need to write that down. Opportunity, ability, and desire. That's what comes when God gives you a vision. And I'm going to prove it to you. In the Word of God, okay? Amen. We can believe the Word. It's true. So let's deal with these three factors. When God shows up, when God brings a vision into, his, into our life... That means that God shows up in our life, right? Amen. Because he's the one that brings the vision. Let me tell you something about God. When God shows up, he always shows up with an opportunity. Somebody say opportunity. And this opportunity not only deals with the now, but it also deals with the eternal. Amen. So when God shows up in your life, God comes with that opportunity for you. You got that? That's what vision is all about. It's about opportunity. Alright, let's prove it in the Word. Let's look at Isaiah, the sixth chapter. God shows up to Isaiah in chapter one. In, the year, in in chapter six, verse one, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. See, he saw. To see something means you've got a vision, right? I saw the Lord sitting on a throne. Now, before that, Isaiah wasn't even a prophet of God. He hadn't been called to go and do anything. It wasn't until the sixth chapter that Isaiah even realized after he saw the vision of God, after he saw the opportunity, that's when he said, Lord, send me. Before then, he told God, look, my lips are unclean. In other words, he was out there doing just about everything everybody else was doing, but he was still knowledgeable of God. You know how we Christians do. All of us. You know how we are. We got, we got a ways to go, but it's cool. Now, watch this. He comes with an opportunity. First of all, he comes with a vision. He said, In that year, or uh, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. That's his glory. Amen. That's his glory. So he showed him a vision, but the vision came with an opportunity. Cause every time God shows up, God comes with an opportunity for your life. Okay, watch God's word in John three three. Unless a man is born again, that's being saved, he cannot do what see. See is of what vision the. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. I had a vision. Now, unless a man is born again, unless you say, you can't even see. You don't even have the vision of the kingdom of God. Because the Bible says, unless you're born again, you can't even see the kingdom of God. So, There is an opportunity right there. When God shows up and saves you in your life, the first thing God gives you is an opportunity to see something that you didn't see before, and that is the kingdom of God. But it doesn't stop there. Here's where it gets tight. Here's where it gets tight. This is where a lot of us fall off in the second and third degree. The next thing God does is God shows us after the opportunity, He deals with us in a thing called ability, okay? After the opportunity, you've got to receive the ability in order to take and gain the opportunity that's been set before you in your life for God. Are you with me? So you've got to be abilitized, as I call it. You've got to receive the ability. That's the second thing that you will receive in a vision when it comes to being called to... Uh, uh, a divine calling or a vision from God. So, ability. Look at uh, 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 6 and 7, verse 6 and 7. Then one of, the Isaiah chapter 6, verse 6 and 7. It says, then one of the seraphim flew. That's six winged angels. They flew to me, having in his hand a living coal. Now the seraphim, are the teachers, are the instructors in the Word of God. The Caribbean angels, the four-winged angels, they are the ones that protect the Word of God. You've got the protectors of the Word of God, that's the Caribbean angels, the four-winged ones. but the six-winged are the instructors that give instructions to man. That's why right, they've got six wings because six is the number of man. Their thing is to facilitate God's knowledge to man, okay? Now, and that's what this seraphim is doing here. Look what he's doing. It says in verse 6, Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs of the altar. Now we're talking about ability. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. Sounds like he's been given the ability now. So first he got the opportunity. Now he gets the ability. Now watch John 3.5. See, Jesus said to Nicodemus, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That's the opportunity. He's got the opportunity now because he sees something that he didn't see. But here's where the ability comes in. In order to get it, in order to enter in, you've got to get the ability. You've got to be abilitized by God. So what does God do? In John three, five, John uh, God Jesus comes back and he said, Well, the very very I say unto you, unless a man is born of water and spirit, he can't even enter in. Amen. So first you gotta see. That's the opportunity. Then you've got to have the ability by the way. Of receiving and being born again over water and spirit before you can enter in. You see, before you can enter in, you've got to have the ability, right? He's got to abilitize you, correct? Okay, so what does he do? He says, okay, now, if you want to enter in, this is an opportunity in which I've shown you, then this is what you've got to do. You've got to be born of water, and you've got to be born spirit. First the natural, then the spiritual. That's what the book of First Corinthians tells us. First the natural, then the spiritual. Let's go with the natural. Man is born by water birth, correct? Amen. And then he's reborn by spirit. Amen. Okay? But let's take it to the uncteened spirit. That word water, that represents that blessings of God. The spirit represents the Holy Ghost. It's through, unless you're born, through the spirit of God, so that God can be your blesser then you won't be able to enter in into the kingdom of God. That's what the word water and spirit means. Your blessings now, in order to enter in, you must be blessed. You must be abilitized with the Holy Ghost so that the Holy Ghost can bring forth those blessings that God has for you. Remember out the overseer of the gifts? That's how the gifts begin to be dropped into the river that flows into your life. You see, you got to go back. That's why I said you got to study and keep up with where we're going with this thing. You see, you have got to study. Some of y'all don't study. Start studying. I keep trying to express that fact. Start studying. All the preachers that's preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ now are trying to tell you start studying because you're gonna need to catch what God is saying in your life during this season. So. The Word of God tells us here that first or second, you've got to have the ability. And only way that you're going to get the ability to enter into the kingdom of God is that you've got to be born by what and by the Spirit. By the Holy Ghost and the blessings that come through the Holy Ghost. All right? We're going to keep it in the Spirit, right? We ain't going to go to the natural. We're going to keep it in the spirit, realm Because God is the spirit, and those that worship him, they must worship him in spirit and truth, okay? So, the third thing that you've got to have, and this is the one that really kills everybody, is desire. You can't get nowhere with the vision if you don't have no desire, all right? You can't pick up this divine call and then get, stop going, getting that regular gas and burning that regular gas. I keep telling you that. That stuff's no good. You, when you come to Jesus Christ, you gotta burn high octane. Okay? You laugh long though. There's too many of us sputtering. We need a tune up. Get get, 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 yourself tuned up. Okay. We gotta stop. I'm serious. You cannot get on the interstate. Can you mechanic? You a mess mechanic. Can you? Anybody in here know that to drive? You get on the interstate out there, and you need a tune up, and you go to sputtering, and you lie to get ran over. Because, see, you can't, you can't keep up. You, you, you're burning the wrong stuff. Mm-hmm. See, the devil keeps tripping you every time you get to going forward. What happens is the devil will speak to you and tell you to take a break. I told you there are no breaks in the end, people. How many more times do got to tell you that? How many more times does God have to tell you that? You know what I'm saying? But well, we're so caught up on what we want to do. Yeah, we are. We're so caught up on us. self. That we just refuse to do it god's way so what does god do god, have to, god can't do what he want to for you because we won't let it we keep getting in the way amen yeah. i can't hear you yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. desire watch this verse eight when he was given the ability Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8 says that, he says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go forth at that word us with a capital U? Mm. Then I said, Here I am. See, that's desire right there. You see what he said? He said, Here I am, send me. That's desire. See, you got to have the desire. Look at Psalms 37 verse 4. Psalms 37, verse 4 tells us that if we delight ourselves in the Lord, He will give us the desires of our heart. It's all about being delighted. See, you know what causes us to spurt out? Our desire. Our desire to do what God wants us to do, when God wants us to do it. Did not did the Word of God say, that you got to, in order to follow him, you got to deny yourself and take up your cross daily and follow him? Is that not the word of God? You see, well, here's the problem. We don't want to deny ourselves and take that cross up. See, we don't realize that once we pick the cross up, we can't put it down. So what we do, we, we walk two days with it and then we, Put it down and then we act crazy, and then when things get tight, then we pick it back up and go to Holland for the Lord. You know how we do that. Okay? That's what we do. That's how we do this thing. But what God is trying to give us, get us to understand, is a thing called vision this morning. Because it's, vi- it's all about vision. Somebody say, vision. vision. It's all about vision. You know, where there is no vision, did you not know the people carrying? Did you not know that's written in the Word? <laughs> You've got to have a vision, and the vision brings you opportunity. Of it. why is it that you don't understand that? Why is it that when we need? Why is it that next week we'll be done for God? Why is that? I don't understand this. I do not understand Christian, and I'm gonna keep pumping this word and pumping this word, and I, I I'm not gonna let it. I'm not gonna let up. I ain't gonna holler at you and jump and scream. No, I'm gonna teach you the word of God. Amen. I'm gonna give it to you straight from the book, and the book gonna talk to you in your, in, in, in your time when you when you think you done got away. <laughs> All you done is done been checkmated by God, mm-hmm. and he's gonna have a conversation with you. You know what I'm saying? When your money gets fine, He gonna start to talking to you then. He gonna do what? Yeah. When your health go bad, He gonna start to talk with mean, yeah. you. Okay. Okay. Desire. You've got to have desire. It vital that we have desire. See, the Word of God is not set to hurt us. The Word of God is set to help us. So now, once it's called, once this thing is called, mm-hmm. thank you, David. Once this thing is called, What's this thing called? This divine calling. Once it's done. Once it's done. Now, here's the next thing. We've got to learn how to respond to the divine calling. Okay? We've got to learn how to respond. See, when God calls, we've got to learn how to respond. Thank you again, evangelists. Run the house, run it right. It's this divine calling. Y'all deal with your children when you go home. Divine calling. Divine calling. When this thing is given to us, we have to respond to it. Because if we don't respond to it, then we're going to be left behind. Because God's train don't stop rolling because we don't respond. You see, when the call, when the divine calling goes out, It's searching for somebody, give me good church, it's searching for somebody that's in position to receive that which has been sent out from God. Do it, are you clear on that? If you're not in a position to receive it, look how many blessings we miss. Just think about it, I'm talking about vision people. It's a divine calling of God. And vision comes with opportunity. Vision comes with ability. God will abilitize you. And vision comes with the desire. You've got to find a way to get desire in you so that you can respond to the divine calling of God. And when you do, this is what happens. In stage one, when you're responding to the divine call, you receive a revelation of God. That's what Isaiah did. He responded to the call. And when he responded to the call, he received a revelation from God. A vision. Then, what did he do next in verse 3 and verse 4? He saw Isaiah chapter 6, verse 3 and verse 4. He realized just how holy God was. See, that's another thought. Let's read the word here. He said, holy, holy, and one of uh, and one cried to another saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Of See, the realization that God is a holy God. Yes. The whole earth is full of his glory. Yes. So what we have to come to the knowledge and the understanding of the fact that God is a holy God. Somewhere along the line, the church as a whole has lost the fact of understanding that God is a holy God. And if God is the Holy God, that means that see see we, one thing we gotta understand about God: God is not a democracy. Do you understand that? God is a theocracy, and a theocracy is one rule government. They don't vote in a theocracy; they vote in a democracy. See, the church messed up because they do not trying to make the church a democracy. But see, God is a theocracy. You understand? He's the king of a kingdom. And in the kingdom, ain't but one voice. And that's the voice of the king. And what the voice of the king does is he sets everything in order. And everything under follows, supposed to. Do you understand? See, you t- you're caught up on democracy. You don't understand God. God, I said, is a theocracy. America is a democracy. Now look at America. <laughs> now look at it. Look what democracy has done. Hmm? But if it would have been a theocracy, ruled by God, and done the right way with God, then America wouldn't be in the shape of sin in the world, wouldn't either, would it? Amen. And our lives either, would it? Because we try to bring no democracy into our lives too. Well, let's move on here. Yeah, this here already said what we need to do, right? He said we need to love one another, right? We don't vote on who we love and who we don't love, do we? Huh? Ain't that right? We're going to love what the king said, right? And so we're real stupid coming up in here and talking about let's have a vote on who we're going to love or, or, or who we're going to let come in. That's crazy. Come on, think about it. Think about it. Think about how crazy them churches done got. Talking about let's vote. Huh? Ain't no vote. Not in no. Th- this is it. The book. And if you if you ain't in with the theocracy, then you have got to go with the democracy. And I guarantee you, the democracy is going down. It's already down, right? Amen. So I got to go with the winner, right? Why I don't go with the one that's fallen when the one that I serve is still high and lifted up, right? So I'm talking about being denied. I'm just talking about sense being. So the, after we realize that God is a holy God, then we've got to recognize our own sinfulness. See, that's another thing. A lot of times we're in denial. All of us. Look what verse 5 says. After he realized that he was sinful, he said, "So I say, Isaiah six verse five, woe is me." After he realized how holy God was, look what he said. He said, "Woe is me, for I am what? I'm because I am a man of what kind of lips? Unclean lips." See, see, he realized how sinful he was. You know, the only way we realize how sinful we are. When we realize how holy God is, Amen. holiness precedes the revelation of our sinfulness, and I dwell in the midst of a people of Bakaana, so they're all in there together. What? Amen. For my eyes have seen the King. Wow! I ain't got a revelation. I'm The Lord of hosts. See, He didn't know just how nasty and unclean He was until. He saw the Lord high and lifted up. So, what does Isaiah do? Isaiah comes back in the end of his book. And Isaiah says that, Wow, our righteousness ain't nothing but filthy rags. That's what he says. He comes back at the end and he reminds everybody. Because, you know, after we walk with this thing a little while, some of us, think get a little haughty. And I'm talking about church folk now. Amen. You know, I'm, I'm talking about, see, when I speak, I speak to the nation, to the world. You know, it ain't, it, ain't, it ain't just here, but I'm just telling you about human nature in the church. You know, so what do we do? We, we, we walk with this thing kind of way, and then we get hearted spirit, and some of us forget that God saved us Amen. from our nasty, sinful sin. Amen. You see, some of, us some of us forget that. And then what Amen. happened? You know, we start becoming more holier than that. So instead of us trying to help people out of what God brought us out of, now we start casting down folk because they're not at the level that we are right now, so, and we, and, and if we're acting like that, then we're really not at the level what we think we are, if we weren't, we didn't be acting like that, right, so the further I go in God, the more humble I get, the more afraid I get, you know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. cause you see, it's by God's grace, see so I don't beat my head enough time to know that it's by God's grace, right? yeah. now, I gotta treat my people right, cause if I don't treat my people right, then when I bust my head, they ain't gonna be there to treat me like right. yeah. Amen. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So, come, all of us don't fall short of the glory of God, we're just up in here trying to figure out how we're going to get this thing and get it right. That's all. We're not trying to hurt nobody now. Don't we? we don't do that. No, we don't do that. Then, after he sees how sinful he is in, in verse 6 and verse 7 of Isaiah, the 6th chapter, he sees a renewal of his perspective. He begins to see things differently. He begins to see things differently now because now God has purged him from his sinful ways, okay? Now he's seen. So now his perspective is different because first of all, when you come out of denial, what it will do is it will take you away from your sinful self. In other words, it will allow you to see yourself as you are. You cannot, I told you in the beginning that when we as people, when we as people develop an attitude of reality that causes us to seek a power that can make a difference in our lives, that's when we can change. Amen. But if we never adjust our attitude to see that, hey, I'm really sinful and I'm undone, Lord, and I need you help. I need help, everybody in here needs help. You know, the minute you stop thinking that you need some help, that's the moment you're in big trouble. Amen. Amen. You got to walk on like you're walking on banana peels with this thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm serious. I've learned to, 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 to look. I'd rather not say nothing and just let God work some things out Amen. than to put my mouth on some thing, and then that thing come back, and then it try me, and I fail, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I've learned to shut up. I've learned to do that. Mm-hmm. I've learned to do that, you know? And, and, and I'm, because I, I, I realize how dangerous, you know, passing judgment can be. Because a lot of times you can give the word, and if you don't give the word with, 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 with the seasoning of compassion and love and mercy, then you're really doing yourself a disfavor, because it's going to come back at you the same way you put it out there. Right? So the Word of God tells us that about vision that God's leaders never shrink from dealing with the realities of the here and now. A leader never shrinks to the situation that's around them, okay? We're going to deal with that. You see, great leaders never lose sight of the big picture. You've got to stay focused. And what vision does is vision keeps you focused. Vision brings in an opportunity for you to focus in on. Vision brings in God's ability to get you to continue to be focused and walk in the blessings and the way that you need to walk so that you can gain that opportunity. And the vision also brings you the revelation that you need to have the desire for what God has given for you in your life. You see, it's a sad situation when somebody else wants better for you than you want for yourself. Amen. Have you ever, ever wanted better for somebody else and they didn't want it for themselves? Amen. That would drag on your spirit. There's a point in time where you just have to say, okay, I really need to just turn this over to God because this person don't want for themselves what I want for them. And I've told you before and I'll tell you again, I'll reiterate this fact that God always has more for us than we have for ourselves. We want to go to Zohar, but God said go to the mountain. God wants to put stuff on a high place with him but we, we don't feel worthy, and we're afraid, and so we kind of stay in our comfort zone. Yeah, we kind of stay in our comfort zone, and we won't move, you see. So what does God do? God causes things to happen in our life that would make us, in other words, he puts a fire behind us. He puts a little fire behind you, you know, and cause you to, to move, you know, out of that comfort zone. Because if he don't, if, 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 just think about it. You as human beings, we as human beings, if we were in this state that we're in now forever, in this sinful nature, but we were still living in that garden of Eden, perfect, we would be bored to death. You know why? Because the two natures are incompatible. You see, the way we are designed now in sin, Satan and iniquity, it won't allow us to live in a perfect world. If the world was perfect right now, and we were sinful like we are right now, we would be so bold. That's why I thought, like drama, that's why I thought, can't sit at peace with themselves. Because you see, peace puts you in a perfect world. But if you ain't ready to accept the perfection that peace brings, if you don't know that the peace of God surpasses all understanding and God's your heart and mind in Christ Jesus, if, if you don't know that he that keeps his mind stayed on God, will God keep in perfect peace? See, if you don't know that, then when peace comes to your house, then you'll disturb peace. Because you don't know what to do with peace. Because peace disturbs you. It's unnatural to you. You understand what I'm saying? So what we got to do is get lined up with a thing called peace. For peace, because the kind of peace, Jesus said, the kind of peace I leave with you is not the kind that the world will give you. Jesus said, this peace I leave with you, this is the kind that you need because this is the peace that surpasses all understanding. I mean, folk don't understand it when you don't get all bent out of shape about a situation. Folks don't understand that. Hey, look, it don't make no difference whether I turn to the left or whether I turn to the right. I'm still going to be walking that straight and narrow way regardless of what I go through. See, people don't understand that. Now, that kind of bothers people sometimes. See, you got to stay focused. Somebody say, Big That's what I'm talking about. So God's leader, they don't never shrink from dealing with the reality that are perpetrating a fraud in their life. And their money get funny and their family get crazy and their health get sick and all go to declining and all that. See, see, see. Those are situations. They're temporal situations. It's not them. No matter how depressing the situation may look, a little bit a vision, never lose sight of the big picture and what the ultimate future looks like. Never, don't never lose your vision because of what's happening around you. You don't do that. That's why Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7 that we walk by faith and not by sight. He said that for a reason. Because by walking by sight, it'll trip you up. What you see in the natural will put shackles on you and cause you to trip up. What you see in the natural will put handcuffs on you and will allow you, I mean the kind that they run it all around your waist with, you know what I'm saying? You can't reach up and get what God got for you. I'm trying to help you this morning. So he said, you need to walk by faith and not by sight. Why? Because the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are unseen are eternal. That's why. Second Corinthians four eighteen. That's why. See, you gotta you gotta set your affections on things above and not on things of the earth. You gotta have vision. And you got to stay focused in on what it is that you're going after and where you're trying to get to. I'm talking to the people of the world. Because the world is dying because leadership don't have no vision no more. No eternal vision. All the vision they got is a vision of how they're going to get the stock market and the house and back up again and how they're going to get a job so that they can buy some more kittles and bits. You understand? They're so caught up in the dollar bill, but they don't realize that on the dollar bill. I told you before, it says in God we trust. You know, you're, even the devil telling you, don't trust me. they trying to tell you. Right there in our faith. So what do we do? We sell our soul for a dollar bill. Mm-hmm. We got to be careful of that. So let me tell you something. When you're going and growing in grace, mm-hmm. the devil do going come at you to try to trick you and entice you mm-hmm. to move away from where God is. You. you got one God, you're trying to protect it, and you can't understand why God ain't doing what you think he need to do. That's right. But you don't realize that God see further than you. Amen. Yeah. I told y'all something coming down the pipe. Brenda just told you from the Word of God. 16. That's right. Can we hear that, Rusty? Right there. We did see. You gotta remember now. You gotta remember what's coming across the bull So that when you know that little crazy stuff starts coming in your head, you can sit your crazy self down and hear what God, God already told you. Y'all better hear me say, Amen. Up in the so here we go. While Isaiah both a wonderful vision of the future in chapter 25. But you read in chapter 24, he prophesied gloom and doom. Now that's strange, ain't it? It's gloom and doom, but he prophesied a word (laughs) of the future. So in verse 24, he prophesied immediate doom. Immediate doom. But then he comes right back in chapter 25 and he talks about this glorious restoration. And I like that. See, that vision. See, he didn't get caught up on the immediate gloom and doom. He spoke about it. See, we speak about the things that's coming on us, don't we? On Amen. the earth, and ain't going to hit us. If we're in the boat. Amen. But we speak about it. But we don't, get, we don't stay there with that. We don't get caught up on that. How we know who our Redeemer is. That's what I'm talking about. Sound like I'm in the right house this morning. Now, the Word of God talks about leaders and followers. See, a leader can only see. First of all, leadership must stay in touch with both vision. Not only both vision and the immediate. You, get, you got to stay in mode. You gotta you gotta you gotta deal with the temporary situation and you gotta deal with the ultimate situation. You gotta deal with the temporal situation, the things that's going on in your life right now. But you can't allow those things that's going on in your life right now to take you from the ultimate, right. eternal situation with God. Okay? Because what happened is that thing kind will of, take you away from yourself. And you don't want that to do. You don't you don't want that to happen in your life now. You don't want that. So a follow up can only see the here and the now. Whatever hit them, that's what they, they're going to sway with that. That's what the follow will be. But God called all of us to be leaders. Amen. He said, when you got born again, I gave you the opportunity to become a leader. Mm-hmm. But you can't lead nobody until you learn how to let God lead you. Amen. And I can't either. It doesn't make no difference who you are. We need God to show us how to lead first ourselves, then our family, and then those that fall in line under us, because leaders are made for leaders. Y'all understand that? Yeah. Leaders are made for leaders. I'm serious. Leaders are made for leaders. Okay? Two feet, two legs. This one's lead, right? Now this one, now this one lead, right? right? So leaders are made for leaders, okay? They don't go against each other. They on the same wavelength. We are trying to get somewhere. Yeah. Two yeah. legs. They understand one lead doesn't follow, but it don't make the other not a leader. Right. They just know that you got to know when to lead and when to follow. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> That's all it is. See, everything we need to know, God already has in our body. If we could just tap in to the eternal nature of God and not worry about all that stuff. not saying that stuff, formal education is a good thing to have. But you know, you got a lot of educated fools. Amen. (laughs) You know, you got a lot of educated fools. You know, I mean, you got to be careful with education. I got about twenty-two years of education. But I've been one of the biggest fools that don't walk the face of this earth with my educated, insane sex. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. So if, 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 if that was the case, if that was the case, then I wouldn't need God. Amen. If that was, but that ain't the case. See, the more you know intellectually, the more you need God. Because if you don't, you run your own self crazy. So, yeah. so a follower only sees the here and the now, <laughs> but the leader sees the ultimate goal and then the potential. So you gotta look beyond, you see. I don't know when, when it wasn't, but three or four of us. But that three or four of us stood flat-footed, didn't we? Amen. We stood for our because we wasn't looking at the we we, we knew about the, situ, the, the the now situation we knew it but we didn't let it stop us. I remember when I was doing the praise and everything like there. I remember that. y'all remember, that? and I remember Tasha was the one that came in and said, and stood up. See, Tasha was the one that instituted, that's why you got to get back on your stick, Tasha, because Tasha was the one that instituted the praise and worship. She was the one that stood up and said, Dr. Man, I'm going to step up to this thing, and we're going to help you. Mm-hmm. See, I remember it. You got to remember. what well, God said, that's vision. Mm-hmm. Somewhere along the line, yeah, I'm going to bush it, butt. Come so I'm trying to get everybody back to where they need to be. See, somewhere along the line, see, God gave you the opportunity, and God gave you the ability, but you lost the desire. Amen. Amen. Now you see how it works? See, when, ain't nobody picking on nobody. We're just pointing out what's happening to us, and we're, we're edifying one another so that we don't get ambushed. We're getting ambushed too much. This is family up in here. we family. You come through that door, we family. And family take care of each other. Family work things out, right? Huh? That's what we do. A follower is driven by the atmosphere of today. That's all a follower knows is today. Oh Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. Told me. But a leader is driven by their vision for tomorrow. A vision to say, well, this, this life affliction is only for a moment. But it ain't to be prepared with the more exceeding way to glory that's going to be eternal way to glory that's going to be finally you know you understand what I'm saying that's the difference a follower is limited perspective on their ability see a follower is afraid to, to flex their wings that's why God has to make them do something you know he got to take you out your comfort zone cause you know you be so lazy you want to get up and mm-hmm. or wash the dishes why? Because the situation that's got you in hand will have you depressed. That's right. And everybody in here knows and understands depression. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know I do. Yeah. I know I do. But a leader looks at the larger perspective of not their own ability, but everybody's ability. See, when I look at that I'm looking at the ability of everybody. Yeah. I see, see, everybody. That gets in position to learn something is helping God's kingdom. Amen. Everybody, this is one of the very few churches where the pastor is not intimidated by letting people exercise their gift. Matter of fact, I honor it. I push for that. This is one of the very few places. If you're gonna do something, all I ask you to do is do it with excellence. That's the only thing I. Can. Why? Because we serve excellence. I don't want really to hear we're not pro. God is a pro, and we're pro. We're here to. So see, I gotta break you from that mindset because that's the mindset that causes you to just do anything half done because all of it. You. you understand? Make sense. Got to understand that God is a professional God, right? Amen. He has a spirit of excellence, right? Amen. We are His offsprings, right? Amen. We are His children, right? Amen. So, as in He, so are we, right? Amen. Okay. I right. just want to lay that out there. We don't take no for an answer. Whatever it takes, it took me three times to get that television program the way that it's supposed to be got. Bang, stop, I'm going to sell for average. Amen. I ain't going to And I'm still going to work on even more. Amen. Co- 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 yeah, I'm going to tighten it up all the way. I'm going to tighten it up, and I'm going to tighten it up, and I'm going to tighten it up, and whatever I got to spend to get it all the way tight, and I'm going to do that too. Amen. But I ain't going to sell for just well, this is my first time. I don't care if it's my first time or my million time. I want it right. Amen. That's how I am. That's what kind of leader you got. That's what kind of leader leads me. Amen. And that's the kind of leader you're going to be, too. Because I ain't going to settle for that. You might get mad at me for a minute, but you get over it. Because you love me. you got to love me. Amen. You might not like me, but you've you, you got to love me. That's right. Because Jesus said, I a new commandment. I give them to you that you love. Now, he didn't ask you to love me. He commanded you to. So if you say you're about God, you've you got to love me. You might not like it, but you've got to love me. Right. Amen? Yeah. And then, that, then then you'll learn how to love me once you develop what it is that I'm trying to get you to understand and see. And then you say, okay, I see. That's it's called vision. It's called vision. You've got to have a vision in the house you got to have somebody that can see in you more than you see in yourself or mm-hmm. be willing to pull it out of you. you. You you, have to, church. A follower can be diverted by today's losses. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Lord. I don't know. Well, so. But a leader stays on track by focusing on the goal. you got to stay on track. I don't care what it looks like. Here are the keywords that I'm fixed. The keyword for a follower is immediate, aka microwave. Want it now. Keyword for a leader is ultimate. I can wait on it because I don't want nothing until I'm ready to handle it. So, we, what I'm saying is, leadership has to grow into the ultimate, okay? As many um, as received him. Even though that believed on his name, his process, they were given, John 1.12, they were given the power, those that believed and received him were given the power not to be, but to become, process the sons of God. It's not automatic just because you got saved. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, right. Don't you be tricked by them lies and preachers. Because I said it ain't all the yes, sir. He didn't do it to the end. You were given the power to become. How were you given the power? Because he gave you a vision. He gave you the opportunity. opportunity. By showing you the kingdom of God. Okay, I'm going to show it to you. say, and I'm going to show you what you can get. But now, now you've got to enter into it. Now the work begins. Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. Now
0: the work begins. You ain't gonna just gonna skip through there, probably about tiptoe through the roses, and everything gonna be alright. Oh, no, no, no. You just get, Ever since the days of John the Baptist, the heavens have been attacked by violence, and the violence taken by force. The kingdom of God. In other words, if you want that kingdom of God that's inside of you, you've got to fight for that thing. There's a war going on. Amen. And the war is all inside of you. And it's going to be a lot of things to try to keep you from it. That's why you've got to stay focused. Somebody say focus. Now I'm going to leave this with you. Vision. Vision is a divine calling of God. And it's nurtured by God's invitation. That's what vision is. It's a divine power. You got to understand. Three things come with a vision opportunity, ability, and desire. You gotta take all three in order to get to the to the place that God wants you to be. Church, let's do it right. Amen. Let's give God the honor and the praise that He wants and that He needs and that He deserves. And watch what God does in our life during these hard and terrible times, we will not be shaken. God, I say, God will take care of us if we come together in the unification of the spirit and let God be God in our lives as a unit and be there for one another and love one another and teach one another the gospel way. This gospel. Amen. This gospel. Let's do it the right way. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Let's give God some praise. Give God some praise.